0: Hey, Village Church, today's topic is going to be something probably... Of the adult nature. Yep. So if this is you and you got kids around, press pause. We'll take about three seconds for you to turn that off. Love you. This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome.
1: Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And Pastor Michael, we're going to take the question that we had yesterday a little more specific. And the question is, what if the impulse of attraction of my child is oriented toward the same sex? So we talked about that same-sex attraction yesterday.
0: I want you to go back and
1: talk about those four things that are broken in us. Yep
0: so we're we're born into the world um with a design that God has created, but because of sin, four things are broken in us: your thinker, your feeler, your wanter, your picker. And we come into this world, and all of these things aren't working, especially in kids. Like kids are jacked, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, their thoughts are backwards, their emotions need to be controlled. They're going crazy places. Um, the things they want and desire almost always would kill them in the end. And then the decisions they make are almost always the wrong decisions. And don't get me wrong, we see past this brokenness and we can see to their heart, you know, we can see to like who God made him to be. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, we can see in their eyes like how they're created to thrive. And yet the, there's this clear image that moms and dads have of who God made my kid to be and then who my kid is. Yeah, who
1: it really the child is.
0: And so we have to discipline uh, our children to who God has made them to be. Now we can't control the heart, but I can powerfully be influential in their thinking. Yes, I can be powerfully influential in their feeling. I can be powerfully influential in their wanting and in their behavior. And the hope is that my discipline is going to bring them to a certain place. Now, the question for the parent is, what if the impulse, this is the wanter, this Mm -hmm. is the thing that that your kid is drawn to. What if the impulse of attraction Um, if my child is oriented toward the same sex? So there's, there's two different answers for this. One is for your older child and the other is for your younger child. And so if it's for your younger child, here's the simple answer is, A, this shouldn't be surprising. B, kids have no idea what they want. Yes. C, um, there's a great example, gender dysphoria, where young kids, a uh, boy wants to be a girl, girl wants to be a boy. And they do dress up times, you know, and
1: it's sometimes very innocent.
0: That's fine. Uh, the latest stats are 88% of kids who have gender dysphoria, it's all gone by adolescence. Yeah. Like, there's not even a hint of it, and then the rest of it, it's, like, mediocre. Mm. And so parents uh, who buy into these things, like, oh, I think my kid, my boy actually might be a girl. The kid has no idea what he wants. Yes. The kid is not mature or smart enough to make a decision about his gender. And honestly, any mom or dad who messes with their kids' hormones and bodies at, the, at any age is abusive. So I love you, but you're crazy, and I can't even imagine why you would do that to a child. So that being said, uh, kids don't know what they want. I remember second grade. I came home from church. It was a Sunday morning, the back of our Toyota minivan, back, right, passenger seat, looking out the window, turning right onto Northville Road. And I remember thinking— Detailed. Oh, yeah. I remember it was a very vivid moment. And I remember— am I gay? That was my thought, like, <laughs> oh no. And, uh, and then I remember I thought about this girl, Kristen Shay, who I had a crush on. I'm like, no, like Kristen Shay, I'm not gay. Like, I, like, mm. I remember like wondering all these thoughts as a kid, like that was actually this very poignant moment where I was like, huh. So like y- you get to this point where a kid, even if, even if I had been like, I think I am, um, attraction is, n- is not like, it's just not a simple thing. And it's something with a kid that they don't even have categories for. Their right. brain isn't developed. Their hormones aren't developed. They haven't hit puberty. All this. Just don't worry about it. What you need to be able to do is take your child, take your son or your daughter, and teach them God's word. And um, honestly, fathers are one of the most important Absolutely. relationships I totally agree. in a kid's life to develop sexual identity, gender clarity and well, attraction.
1: Yes, and whether that is with little boys, their sons yep. or little girls, their daughters. It does not matter. The man, the husband is yep. the one that really sets the tone for this. Right. I've lived long enough to kind of watch what culture has done. You know, growing up uh in the 60s as a child, I went from little boys are little boys, little girls are little girls, they keep them separate, everything from their toys are different, their clothes are different to the women's live uh, movement in the late 60s and 70s where women want the freedom and they can do whatever you know they want. And there's no uh, restraint on how a, how a female is to express herself, equal rights and all that. And some of that was really needed and necessary. But then we moved, the culture moved and swung all the way back to where it was in the 50s and 60s, that clearly there is a distinction between the way men Uh, think and respond and the way women think and respond. We're different. And culture even identified and said, hey, there is a difference in a man's brain and a woman's brain. No doubt about it. Psychologically, culture adopted that and even psychology adopted that. Now we're all the way back to some other place, which is there is no difference, you know, and you know did god make them gay or or homosexual yeah. did god cause this and create this in them at the beginning or is this something that they learned and now now the question is uh, both in secular culture and in christian culture is well we don't know or yeah. worse and and i as a pastor i have to say this worst case scenario is we now blame god for someone having same sex attraction same uh, homosexual behavior uh, or bisexual behavior or bestiality, all of those things, that's God's fault because God created that
0: impulse for them. Therefore, if the impulse is in us, therefore we should be free to act on it. That's right. That is the logic of the secular progressive movement. It drives is, me crazy. If you want it, you should be free to indulge it. Who am I to tell you that what you want is wrong?
1: Well, well, there's a big problem with it because if I, with if I want... Something that belongs to someone else, then then I should act on it and steal it from them. Right. If I hate someone, then I
0: should act on it and kill them. And this is why so many crazy. so many aspects of the of the liberal left uh will just say logic is broken and flawed and inconsistent. And this is why I believe they get so mad when someone disagrees, because their logic is so flawed and mm-hmm. faulty and fragile. And it is amazing. When you watch somebody on the right just ask a logical question, rather than answer it and allow their worldview to be dismantled, they get angry and call yes, names. Yes, yes. And this is this is why I believe at the core of the left is a petrified fear of the fragility of their worldview mm-hmm. because it is unstable. But I want to go back to the dads and say, like, so I, I know a number of dads who are good dads um, and their kids, grown, young adults, whatever, have same-sex attraction. And, uh, and so the dads naturally are like, what did I do? And unfortunately it doesn't mean you didn't necessarily did anything, but you will be one of the most big, you will be the largest preventative measure in their life, but it could be, uh, a really, it could be porn exposure at mm-hmm. a young age that yes. really alters violently their attraction and how their brain wires is wired. So like, uh um, visual porn for a man, literally, it, it like alters your brain. Imagine though being six and seven years old and being w- yeah. exposed to that, how that will alter the way your brain thinks and the best dad in the world may not be able to compete against the hormonal shifts and changes sure. that happen because of porn exposure. It could have been some sexual encounter with an older boy across the street or a neighbor yep. or a relative yep. and you might have been the best dad in the world but typically, and uh, and again, people can be as upset with me as they want. This is, I'm going to say 99% of everyone I've ever met with SSA, uh, whether they act on act on it or not, can point back to whether it's pornography, an encounter with a, a, a an older man or woman sexually at a sure. young age, uh, homosexual, um, or a, an absent or neglectful abusive father. Yeah, all of them can point back to it, except for like one that I'm really thinking of now. And um, but almost all, and that and that's what there's something in common here. Yes,
1: I've experienced the same thing in discussion with people.
0: When we talk about the dads, one of the best things you do is you provide the basis, the default for their gender, gender clarity, their attraction, and their sexual identity. But uh, does not mean that your kids are going to end up being perfect in that mm-hmm. way, which is why moms and dads come together and we fight for our kids, protect our kids, make sure we know who they're with. Yes, this is a really important part of being a parent. But what if the impulse of my attract impulse of my child's attraction is, same, is oriented towards same-sex attraction. Um, don't freak out. Be patient. Teach your children what the Word of God says. And as they get older, I think one of the best things to help a young man or woman do is understand why. Why? Because typically there is a why. And here's what I tell people. This has been an interesting conversation I've had with three different um, homosexuals in my life. I, I will ask them, do you know, do you believe like, you know why you have these same-sex desires? And they'll say, oh yeah, my dad was an idiot. My dad was a blank. Mm-hmm. Or there was this experience and really, whatever. And, um, and it's just kind of who I am, right? And so what they do though, it's interesting. I've had three people. And, and so the conversation goes like this. So if you know that this is the result of a broken thing in your life, why would you like fight to keep it and then Yeah, why would you want to it?
1: hang on to that brokenness?
0: Right. No, don't get me wrong. Um, most of the homosexuals that I've talked to about this issue have told me, um, no, I was born like this. I've just always had these propensities and whatnot, whatnot. And, and that's fine. But I, but there is a number of people who have told me three people, that's just, for me, it's a crazy number to think that they're self-aware enough to know that my same sex attraction came from a moment or a relationship in my life. And again, I just tell them like, why would you want to live out of this brokenness? I'll end with this. I think there's a big encouragement for people Which is, um, we are not who we're attracted to. And your kids are not who they're attracted to. And if you make this the biggest deal on the planet, you don't need to. Right. As
1: parents, you need to get in front of this early on in the life of the child.
0: Yeah. So, like, in my—I mean, I'll just tell you what we do in our family. So, in my family, we talk about our kids' future husband, future Mm -hmm. wife. We did, too. Say, oh, man, how many kids do you want to have one day? We talk about homosexual marriage. We talk about gender dysphoria. Mm -hmm. We actually do. We were— Say, so, you know, there's some boys who want to be girls and they dress up like that. And um, and so we we give them God's word, but we also teach them to be very gracious and patient yeah. because something's something's not okay in that. And a lot of kids don't know it because nobody ever tells them what God's word says. And so they're just doing what they think is right, but it's not right. And my kids can relate to that. They, there's a lot of things they thought were right. And then God's word says, no, that's wrong. And so mm-hmm. they can empathize yep. with these kids to a degree. And so these are just conversations from a very young age that we talk about. We open up God's word regularly. We tell them God's vision. We, 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 we create tons of excitement for their wedding day. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm a pastor. My wife coordinates weddings and does flowers, you know? And we, so like we're, my kids are already exposed to these moments and experiences and we just capitalize on them. And yes. And some parents are just afraid to bring any of this kind of stuff up to their kids. So we just, in our home from the time they could talk about it, we've been talking about this Yeah, stuff. you do. And again, it's age appropriate, right? Yes. Um, but we talk about all this stuff and, and I think the, we're getting to an age where postponing all of these discussions and for the, if the first time your kids hear about you name the issue, gender dysphoria or same sex marriages when they're eight, you've missed the boat.
1: Yeah. And if, and clearly if you're not talking to them until they're junior high, there yeah. is a problem. Well, you've
0: lost at that yeah. point their the culture wins, you know? So what I'm doing is look, culture wants my kids. And I'm gonna get them before culture does. Right. I'm gonna win them. I'm gonna shape their minds and shape their hearts through discipline and training and teaching and love. I'm gonna shape to the best of my ability their gender clarity, their sexual attraction. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna cast a vision for the future of them. Oh, I can't wait to be married. How many kids do you wanna have? What do you want to name your kids? Um, all these kind of different things, you know, like um, what do you want to do when you grow up? The same way I cast a vision for them. I get them thinking about their future, about what they wanna, where they wanna go to school mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And I do the same thing with their children. And and so my kids are growing up in this formative years with a vision. Right. You're setting the course for them. Yeah. And that's where the questions actually set a course, you know, yeah. and, and I'll lead them. I'll be a little manipulative. Like, oh man, like uh, if your husband could do one job, what would it be? <laughs> would you ever want your husband to be a pastor like daddy? You know? And so by just by asking the questions, yes. I'm building their categories. Yes. Is it manipulative? Uh, yeah. And isn't every mom and dad manipulative? Yes. Yes, they are. We're all shaping our children in our image. Hopefully Christians that we shape them in, our image and in and the God's image of Jesus. Image. So no. that would be even better. We should be done with this because we killed this one. Well, listeners, if you want more of
1: what God's word says about this topic, please read Romans chapter one, the second half of, the, of that uh, chapter, and also chapter two of Romans. You'll get a great insight on what God thinks about this. Please come back next time when we take this subject a little bit further. And then the question will be if homosexuality is still sin today, then isn't it punishable by death?